In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. You know, it's gardening is a full uh, round, year-round thing. You don't just garden in the spring or summer or fall. You garden now. That's, you know, it's like basketball players, you know, they, they just don't play in the season, you know, in the off season. They're training and they're working. You got to do the same thing with your garden, folks. All right, everyone. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. I'm one of your hosts tonight. And with me, as always, is our other host, Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, yeah, Dale? The other host or co-host uh, would, uh, I would accept. Uh, not much, man. Uh, good to be on and uh, put out another good episode today. Okay. Host sounds better than co-host. Yeah, I guess. But I don't want to take all the credit for this monstrosity. Nope. You can have it. <laughs> hey, uh, for anybody Anyways. for anybody listening for the first time, uh, well, do we already do all the spiel? Um, Probably, okay. but we're going to get a lot of these people during the off season, yeah. so take 30 seconds to do it if you You know, like. we're just we're a fantasy football podcast. Uh, it's mainly me and Christian Brito. Uh, we either call him Christian or we call him Brito. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so we just talk about fantasy football in the off season. It's a little more uh, just bullshit. Um, we're not, you know, we're just a local independent podcast, just trying to make it on our own. Um, man, I'm a horrible pitch person. Sorry, I, that's all I'm gonna say. Yep. With just a small town show. <laughs> hey, that could be our next opening. Let's get somebody to write that and uh, and produce it. Living in. All right, if somebody makes a song and. Uh... Does it as an intro for our show, and we like it. It will be on. No, we don't. We don't even have to once. like it. If you just do it. You put. We'll put it on. But uh, so we are now accepting entries into putting on your song. Make it, make it flow, please. We make this a game. <laughs> you want to make this a game, and like the winner gets like a prize, oh, yeah, a shirt, good. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We got to make our shirts. We have awesome shirts. A lot of good things coming uh, for those of you guys that have been with us. Uh, for a while now, um, we're gonna get better. Uh, we're getting better. Um, we have a lot of really cool stuff coming up. Um, can't wait to talk about it as soon as everything is kind of figured out. But uh, we have like all kinds of merch, like uh, we'll probably end up giving away uh, cool prizes and stuff. We're partnering up with some different companies, um, some just com- cool stuff. So stay tuned. Um, it'll be worth it. Stay tuned. At least you'll get a T-shirt out of this whole ordeal. As far as for now, guys, as we get closer and closer to the season, we will ramp up looking towards 2017. For now, we're continuing what we were doing before, which is looking back at the 2016 season. We're going to continue with our wide receivers. Um, before we do any of that, though, Dale, we got to get into the daily gripe. Ooh, okay. This is like a new segment we're doing, right? Last last few episodes. Um what what do you and we got a drop for it now? Oh yeah, that's right. Nice. Thank you to uh, Jay Pizzle, uh, Justin Pickle. Uh, thanks to thanks yes. to our. I love his name. Yeah, it's awesome. His Twitter name and his is name he is he related cool. to Tommy Pickles? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just it, it's, it, it is a cool name. It's like a. Anyways, um, okay. So I'll put the drop in here. Driving. Pay attention now. This is the way to gripe. All right. Um, so what you got today? What's what's your daily gripe? Because I had one last week, and uh, well, what's yours? Yeah, today? here's my gripe. Okay, getting furniture or appliances or big stuff delivered to your house. All right, okay. can the people please do their job correctly? So I got this uh, living room set that's going to be delivered to my house. It's it's a sofa, love seat, recliner, and the little tables that go with it, like the the end tables and the coffee table and all that ridiculous crap. Um, So first thing wrong is uh, they don't bring, they didn't bring the recliner. That's not good. That's step one. Well, that's, that's not good. Not a good start. Not a good start, but it's okay because 
at least you have your furniture and and you know, all I gotta do is just add one more piece. Right. So they're like, okay, Saturday, that's fine. It's not like I'm taking time to, you know, be here so you can deliver my shit anyways. Uh after everything's done, I go to inspect and of course the couch is like torn in a in an area. It's small, but uh knowing my wife and knowing myself, there's no way that uh, I'm going to accept that, no. even if you know they charge less or whatever. Because right, right, it could get worse. So um, that needs to be exchanged now. So now, sitting in my living room is just a love seat. Okay. Um, it's annoying, man. Well, I'm annoyed. It's not as this is not a major daily gripe, right? This is not uh, you and your hatred for people <laughs> on. Um, the little conveyor belt things, the moving walkways, whatever they're called. No, um, no. It, by the way, escalator handrails, I tried it out at Ikea. It moved perfectly. No, 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 no. The handrails definitely move quicker than the actual escalator. Maybe, maybe at the airport, man. Maybe at the wow. airport. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so you got your love seat. Uh, obviously, it was not the mover's fault, so you didn't take it out on them, did you? I mean, it's... It's uh, like, uh, who's who, who? What company did you get this from? I got it from Brandsmart, which is surprising for me because we went everywhere looking for furniture. We went to uh, went to IKEA, okay. which, by the way, needs to be a whole episode on its own because fuck IKEA. <laughs> That's one okay. separate gripe. Just ten seconds here. Told my wife, bet you we take three hours in IKEA. She's like, don't exaggerate. Two hours and 40 minutes later, as we are checking out in Ikea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, you can get... That place is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Uh, what'd you get from Ikea? Uh, a bunch of stuff. Just stuff for the house. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff you probably didn't need. Um, okay. A bunch of stuff. We definitely don't need the pink plates we have. <laughs> Anyways. So, okay, so what I was kind of... What I was uh, getting at, it's not their fault. Um, and this goes back... It's not their fault, but... Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but here's the thing, right? I had predetermined that if they did a good job, I was going to give a tip. Right. right? Um, I'm a little annoyed, to say the least, uh, because half of my furniture is there. The other half, I have to wait till Saturday now. Um, so, no, they didn't get anything but a couple water bottles. Okay, see, I, now I think that's... I, I think I disagree with you here. I mean, okay, let's go back to the pizza stuff. And we we got a lot of response, actually, from listeners about the pizza tipping and, um, you know, the $3 pretty much for just a normal pizza order. Um, you know, it's kind of predetermined. Um, furniture, uh, I'm always up in the air if you're going to tip the movers or the furniture guys. Uh, if it's, you know, if it's a couple couches and stuff and they actually do the work, uh, maybe slip them a $20 bill if you're fortunate enough to do that. Um I think that goes a long way. Now, if they deliver it and it's not their fault that it's messed up and they still do, you know, if they still put it in your house and then you discovered that it was ripped, they still did the work. I think they kind of deserve a tip. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, with the pizza guys. You know, they bring the pizza, even if, you know, they didn't put pepperoni on it, you still got to tip the guy just because he's doing his job. I mean, it sucks for the company, but you got to kind of, you know, show a little, you know, gratuity. There's... I understand, um, but I think there's definitely an emotional aspect to tipping and not just predetermined tipping, right? Um, Because if a waitress does a very good job, even if it's a small bill, I'm going to tip well. Right. Right. And if it's a big bill and they do a terrible job, I'm not going to tip well. Okay. So... Um, just because there's a convention to it doesn't necessarily mean, and I think that that's how it should be, right? Like, in my opinion, there should be sort of a, okay, this is what's at least like minimally acceptable. And then this is high end, this is low end. Right. Right. But there should be a very wide range of wiggle room because the other day I went to a restaurant, um, and the waitress was exceptional and so even though the bill was small, she got a nice tip. Um, and these guys, like my my furniture's ripped. Like you obviously yeah. didn't take the care that you needed to when you're coming in 
to deliver my furniture. Why do I need to give you additional? Now, I agree. If they ripped it, yes, 100%. They don't deserve a tip because they didn't perform the work that you're paying for. But if you don't know if it was their fault, um, you know, kind of the same thing. Okay, hold on. I I got a question for you. Takeout. Say you go to P.F. Chang's. I've done this a couple times. You go to P.F. Chang's and they give you, you know, the takeout order. Do you tip the takeout girl or guy, I guess? Most of the time it is, but do you you tip them? Less and less I'm tipping. Really? So, like, you you might not tip? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Usually if I'm just picking it up, I'm not. All right. Well, uh, my Alexa is going off for some reason. (laughs) That was weird. That just creeped me the hell out because I'm home alone. Um, Okay, so hold on. Uh, This is interesting. So you're not tipping the takeout person. They're doing some work. Now, they don't deserve... Okay, they don't deserve 15% of the bill, I don't think. Deserve is a bad word. I don't mean to say that for anybody in the industry. Um, but, you know, a couple bucks for their, you know, efforts. You know, maybe they put in a couple extra napkins, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Um, they definitely deserve something. The tipping is... But those people are paid... Those people are paid differently yeah, but, than waiters. But I think anybody in, in the service industry should be tipped something. If they're providing a new service and the service goes above and beyond... I don't care what, I mean, it's not up to us what they're paid. You know, it's up to us, you know, if they deserve, you know, hey, a little thank you, you know. It, that totally, I mean, again, that kind of just depends on the effort that's put in. Like if I see someone and they're going above and beyond, and they're like, hey, hey, you want some sauces? And they start, that that person, that's different, right? Yeah. If they're going above and beyond, oh, hey, like, uh, I don't know, there's this like rap place that I like to go to. And um, oh hey look you have some rewards on your account right uh, and they're like doing they're going above and beyond and doing stuff like that um, they deserve okay, it too okay. that's one, one last thing on this I think I think I do it in a way where it's very much like what they do like my barber for example uh-huh. how good of a job like how much effort he's putting in like if he's put in like you know extra time into pulling out his razor and making sure the lines are perfect and stuff like that. And I feel like they've done a good job that deserves an extra tip compared to a guy that I feel is not yeah doing what he I know. Should. Yeah. I mean, for the barber, I have $2 and $5. If I, if I walk out saying, okay, it doesn't look bad, they get five. If it doesn't look great, I, I'll still give them like two bucks just because, you know, they're, they're working hard. They're trying. But hold on. Yeah, I think $2 is the minimum on a haircut. Yeah, one last thing, one last thing. Okay. $5 is a good job. $3 is like the middle yeah, range. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think one time I gave 10 bucks because the dude like pulled out the hot towel when right. they didn't need sure, to. Sure, sure. Now, how, how about this? Like how about this? Okay, this is like a big moral issue, and uh, I cringe doing it sometimes. Say you're at a place, like uh, maybe a local cafe or you know a bar or something, and they have the tip jar. Now, this is a really big point of contention for me. I will not tip them unless they know that I'm tipping them. Is that is that bad? Even if they did a good job, like, I'm not just going to throw money in there blindly because at the end of the day, they're just going to pour out all the money and count it and, you know, they're going to be happy. But I want, like, a little bit of, like, a, you know, I want my, the person who's doing the service for me, I want them to know that they're appreciated. If they don't know that, then what's the point of giving them money? I guess I don't necessarily, I haven't paid attention to that until this point, but <laughs> that's just, that's just, um, that's just human nature actually when it comes to anything charitable. Um, like, yeah, I'm, we don't necessarily, what? No, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree. Like, uh, you know, I want people to know that I am charitable. Yeah. That, that, yeah. It, when it comes to like giving money to a homeless person, like we might, think that we're doing it for them but a very big portion oh, of yeah, that it's for you. is for our own self-esteem yeah, yeah i agree so yep um it's it's kind of like that right we we feel like oh hey i want you to know that i appreciate you it's kind of like that uh social reinforcement yeah, yeah exactly so like if, if there's a tip jar like i have like the two bucks and if they're on the other side of the bar like i'm trying to make eye contact with them and kind of like wave the money and like nod, and when they see me nod, then I put it in. But if they if they go like in the back, and I gotta go, I'm not putting money in there, and that's probably bad. But that's just uh, no, it's human nature. It's understandable. Okay. I mean, it, it it is. 
It's douchey to say out loud, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that was a pretty good. That wow. was a pretty good gripe. Tip tipping is very interesting, and there's a di- million different ways. Um, I think a lot, way too many people in the servant service industry get stiffed. Way too many people in the service industry get stiffed, um, and that it leads to a vicious cycle where way too many people in the service industry also expect things to be given to them regardless of how they perform as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, So there needs to be a middle ground, right? Do your job well and you'll get compensated for it. It should be both, both ends. Like if someone is your, if your waitress does a good job, please tip her well. Right or him well. Oh, um, and, let's not assume gender. And you know what I, you know what I never do. I never give extra. If they include gratuity in my bill, never give extra. I hate that. Uh, never, never. If if they're gonna put it, because most of the time I think it's optional. And if they think that I'm cheap enough where they need to add it, you know, it's like okay, you screwed yourself. I'm, I'll do the bare minimum. Then I'm not giving you anything extra. Okay, well that's a scenario where I feel like. Yes, it annoys me when gratuity is added automatically. But to give you an example, big table, big party, you're out, uh, your whole family's out to dinner, right? You got 12 people at your table. You got one waitress because they're short staffed, right? right? And they do an amazing job and they include an 18% gratuity on your check. But that waitress also did an amazing job. I think it's okay to add a little bit to it. Maybe if, if, okay, if, but they have to be like awesome, okay? Like you just can't, I mean, they're assuming that they're good enough to get gratuity. It's optional. Like we don't, it's not mandatory. You can't make me give you a tip. And by putting it on your, I mean, a lot of those places, a lot of those places will literally say gratuity, uh, 18%, uh, party six or more right on the main. Yeah. yeah. But I I think you could, I think you could dispute that. Like if uh, maybe not, I don't know. I'm talking about it out of my ass, but. I would argue it if I got a bad if I got bad service. I never have in a big party like that. Like, you know, argued it, but I bet you can. Speaking of talking out of your ass, Dale, we're gonna go ahead and segue into our next segment here. Uh, see how I did that? That was pretty seamless. Yeah, that's great. I hated it. <laughs> All right, so here's your choice, man. Choice number one: we talk about the segment that I wanted to talk about which is the new segment that we're going to display uh, that we're going to start doing weekly. Do you want to do that? Or option number two is uh, wide receivers part two. Uh, Let's do wide receivers part two, and then we'll maybe get into it at at the end. All right. So let's jump into wide receivers right here and recap 2016 for the wide receiver position. We already talked about wide receivers one through five. I'll quickly recap those. Uh, Mike Evans, number one. Number two, Jordy Nelson. Number three, Antonio Brown. Number four, Odell Beckham. And number five, T.Y. Hilton. Sure. So um, starting it off with number six here, uh, probably my favorite uh, wide receiver name in all of football, Mr. Quintoris Julio Jones. Yes. Uh, 176.9 fantasy points this season in 14 games. So uh, he did average 12.6 fantasy points per game in a standard league, um, but only gave you 14 games. Um, Pretty consistent throughout the year. Uh, I say that in terms of wide receivers, so I do want to reestablish that consistency for wide receivers this year was lower than usual, even though their ratings tend to be lower overall at the top, but consistency at the wide receiver position, not a single wide receiver was over 70% consistent this year. Jordy Nelson, 68%. Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams at 62.5%. Can, can you break, can you break them, down for our listeners? No one else. Can you break else. down for our listeners uh, what consistency rankings are, what they mean? All right, so it's, it's pretty simple, right? If... You are worthy of starting that week, right? And all that basically means is that if if that player was worthy of being active, um, <clears throat> so how do I break this down for you? You're here, struggling Joe? here. 
Pete? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So basically, what you're saying is because of the difference in running backs and wide receivers, consistency, um, top running backs were more consistent than top wide receivers. So if you, so I guess going into next season, just a little glimpse. In theory, you would your team would be comprised of more consistent players if it had a top tier running back as opposed to a top tier wide receiver. Right. Okay. Um, to give you the exact numbers here, right? Um, this is what me mean. A player is start worthy, start worthy, if they rank in the top forty at their position in terms of running backs or wide receivers. If it's a quarterback in the top fifteen, uh, tight end top fifteen as well. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you uh, were great. It just means that you were worthy enough to play that week. Right. Now there's there's a there's a little bit more um, designations to the consistency rankings, and you could check this out. This is done um, every year by by multiple people. Um, most notably um, Tristan Cockroft of ESPN. He he puts out his article every single year right. recapping positions. Um, he also breaks it down into studs, right? If you're if you're elite at your position, how many times you did that this year? Um, so, for example, when I when I spoke about Odell Beckham um, in our previous episode, saying he didn't really have any monster huge games, he was only a stud once this year, even though he was start worthy ten times. Right. So that that that's what I mean by gotcha. that. And Julio Jones is a little bit different, right? He was he was start worthy nine times. Um, out of the 14 games he played. So a little bit inconsistent in that regards, but he was a stud five times. Yeah. He, so basically, he, so, he won uh, you that week five times. Yeah, he, he won you a week five yeah. times, but he was also completely a stiff four times. Right. So a little inconsistent. He His start percentage, his start worthiness was only 56%. But that's the issue that I'm talking about as the... Uh, um, as the wider perspective, right? If you're looking at it in a macro view of wide receivers, they were pretty inconsistent when you see that not a single wide receiver was over over 70% consistent. And you're only talking about uh, a handful of guys, five guys that were over 60% consistent. Sure. T.Y. Hilton was 56%. Julio Jones was 56%. These are guys that are in the top six of scoring at wide receiver position. But... Um, they were hit and miss. And so that was the issue with wide receivers this year. Whereas you, if you compare with the running backs that we've covered before, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, LeGarrette Blunt, all 93.8% consistent uh, starts in 15 out of 16 games. Right. Um, and, and you had guys uh, like uh, DeMarco Murray, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Devonta Freeman, Jordan Howard, all were guys that were over 80%. Um, so much more consistency in the running back uh, bell cows this yep. year uh, in, in terms of uh, what you saw there. Wide receivers tend to be a little bit more inconsistent, but not as much as we saw this year. It was uh, it was a very odd year in terms of fantasy football for that, especially when it was uh, deemed the year of uh, the wide receiver going yep. in. Yep. You're absolutely right. I mean, Julio Jones. That's overreaction. That's what that is. <laughs> well, last year, you know, we were talking about, you know, that – Last year was a down year for running back. I'm sorry, 2015 was a down year for running backs. Kind of bounced back a little night, uh, nicely in 2016. Um, I'm not worried. I'm still not worried about drafting, you know, Antonio Brown in the first round or even Julio Jones, you know, right. any of those top guys. I don't, I don't have a problem drafting them in the first round still. I have confidence in taking wide receiver first if I have to. Yep. Julio Jones is still going to be your top three wide receiver next year. You know, uh, when let, let's see. Uh, you know, the the with the offensive coordinator leaving, um, right? You know, I I don't know. I don't know what that offense is going to look like. Uh, I think it's going to take a little bit more digging for me. Top five, yeah. Um, I don't know about top three. Yeah, he's going to be right there, two or three okay. for me. I, I can't argue with that. Right now, right now, as I have it ranked, I have A. B. Julio and Mike Evans. I mean, all three of those guys, anyways. I mean, they're you know they're coach proof, anyways. But 
uh, maybe it'll be a little bit different approach next year. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? And yes, uh, I do already have rankings for some god-awful reason. Um, Julio Jones, just to note, he was second in the league in total yards, um, even after missing, uh, was it three games? Yep. He would have been probably first if he had played all of 16, yeah. as he was last yeah. year. In one of those games that he played, he didn't do anything. He was injured and you know, the, t- t- the toe problem right. and all that stuff. Anyways, who who, who you next? Right. So, our number seven wide receiver on this list is uh, a guy who, uh, surprisingly, as a rookie, just rocked New Orleans, Mr. Michael Thomas. Yeah. 255 fantasy points in a PPR league in a standard league um I'm sorry I'm giving you PPR sorry we might have to uh backtrack that a little bit I'm so sorry number seven in a standard league was Devontae Adams okay uh because Michael Thomas is higher in a PPR um Devontae Adams 171.7 uh averaging 10.6 fantasy points per game um Lots of touchdowns for the guy, uh, and that's what happens when you play in an Aaron Rodgers offense and was surprisingly consistent uh, in terms of his peers. He was uh, tied for second with Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown in terms of start-worthy games with 10. Um, So, I mean, the guy was uh, somebody that I thought was underrated after after just a couple weeks. Uh, I thought that he was the... uh, the second best and at times maybe even the first best um, option in Green Bay. Um, we saw that Jordy obviously finished with a much better year, finishing as a number two wide receiver in in, in uh, fantasy. Now, but, um, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, 12 touchdowns. He's the only one out of the top 10 that did not record 1,000 thousand uh, yards. Are you? Would right. you put him in the right. category of touchdown dependent? I mean – just to quantify this, right? Um, 997 yards is hey, pretty damn it's, close. It's not 1,000. You want to round it? <laughs> no, it's not 1,000. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Here's the thing, okay? Um, there was one, two games all season, two games all season that he did not have at least six targets. Um. I think he was pretty consistent and he did have some pretty crappy games that were touchdown dependent, right? Week three at Detroit, two catches for 23 yards and a touchdown. So that saves you a little bit. Um, So yeah, he was touchdown dependent. He's going to regress next year. He's not going to be a top seven wide receiver, um, but he's probably also going to be undervalued. Uh. Maybe, yeah, maybe a little undervalued. I mean, uh, you know, I'm still taking, you know, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, uh, even Rashard Matthews ahead of Devontae Adams next year. Do you agree? Okay. Can, yes, uh, all those guys I'll take. Okay. Yeah, I'm just curious. I mean, so I, I'm i guessing just by the tone of your voice, uh, you know, somewhere around the wide receiver 20s is fair for him. Uh, Just off the top of your head, I won't stick you to it. Yeah. So here's the thing: Who would you rather have next year? And I'll give you I'll give you a very good range. Okay. Who would you rather have, Devontae Adams or Emmanuel Sanders? Devontae Adams. Exactly. However, I'm sure Emmanuel Sanders will be ranked ahead of him. Possibly. Would you rather have Devontae Adams or Golden Tate? Golden Tate. Yeah, me too. Kelvin Benjamin? Uh, I'd rather have Adams. Uh, damn. Yes, Adams. But you have a big year for Cam, don't you? Aren't, aren't you liking Cam? I, I, that's that's going to be for another episode. <laughs> okay. Maybe I have Cam back in my... Uh, that's No, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> okay. That's an article I'm writing. You don't need to... Okay, okay, okay. All right. Cam Newton and Russell Wilson are going to be back next year, baby. I'm sorry. All right, never mind. Probably didn't need to say that. <clears throat> okay, man. Let's All move right. on. Who's next? It's Vontae Adams. Underrated. 
I guess there's going to be uh, a little bit of a... It's going to be weird next year with him because some people are going to overrate him. Some people, He's going to be what Doug Baldwin was last year where people didn't necessarily believe it. And Doug Baldwin might have been a little bit dead this season for part for the beginning part. But overall, had a pretty good season. And I think I think that's uh, what uh, Devontae Adams could okay. be. Uh, especially because of the quarterback play there. I don't I don't think he's a special talent. It's just okay. uh Aaron Rodgers is is a man. All right. Who who's next? All right, so let's stick with the standard. Uh Brandon Cooks. We got a pair of New Orleans wide receivers here and Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas back to back. So kinda wanna talk about them together here. Um I- because you don't. All right. You want to separate? No, them? no, no. I don't. I, I was just going to say I don't think I'm going to be the only person in this camp, uh, but I'm definitely ranking Thomas higher next year. Yes, I also have it ranked that okay. way. And here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing with Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas. Um, Brandon Cooks, while finishing as the number eight wide receiver, had a start percentage of thirty-seven point five percent. That's, yeah, I didn't say that wrong. That's, that's crazy. Exactly what I meant to say. <laughs> well, I, I was trying to look it up he too was while you said that. Start worthy in six of his games. Six of his games. Yeah, six out of sixteen. So, uh, I think he missed yeah. a game. Uh, no, he played sixteen. If I'm not mistaken, he sixteen. Oh, he did. Well, oh, no. there's seventeen games in a season. So. He played fifteen. He played fifteen. As well as Michael Thomas missed a game as well. Okay. Am I reading this wrong? I think so. Is somebody lying to me? I don't know. I'm reading here. Games played 15. SC 16 on mine. Who's lying to me? Not me. Game 6. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, oh, well. No, he missed the Los Angeles he game. He did. Well, okay. Uh, coach's decision. It's not like he was injured or anything, right? The fuck are you talking about? No, he was out injured. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Continue. Anyways, thank you for uh, the large amount. I, my vocabulary no. is so I, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to correct you. Uh, he was not injured. That was the game that he didn't get any targets or catches. If you remember that, he complained about it, blah, blah. He was completely shut out. He got a donut. Has it been too uh, long for me? I'm almost positive that's what happened. I'm I'm looking at his games. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to complain to somebody on some website here. I'm not going to call anyone out. But uh, he played that game. He just did not. Need to uh, pr- the people giving me my stats and info, I'm going to have to call them out. It doesn't matter, Okay. The point is, he was start-worthy in six of his games, which is not good. Right. It's not good. It's very inconsistent. And I know there's people out there that want the guys that give them boom games, and Brandon Cooks did that with three monster weeks, like absolute monster stud weeks. Um, But he also was not worth it. He really wasn't. Um and so that's the kind of wide receiver that will kill your team. Uh, I would much rather have the guy that's going to be more consistent, his teammate on the other side of the field, Mr. Michael Thomas. So what we saw where where there was all this hype around the tight end position um, in in New Orleans is that Michael Thomas fit in perfectly into the Marcus Colston role into what people were hoping Kobe Fleener could do, but sort of that inside big slot receiver that's going to be getting your third down catches, that's going to be catching touchdowns. Um, And that's exactly, exactly what you got out of Michael Thomas as a rookie. He cock-blocked Kobe Fleener big time. Exactly. Um, And uh, Kobe Fleener is not that talented, as we can see. Um, But Michael Thomas is amazing. And Michael Thomas did this year uh, probably more than anybody could have expected. 
and ended up as the wide receiver eight on the year. And I, I love him next year because it's not like he was hugely touchdown dependent either. The touchdowns were a little weird, right? So um, he had a couple games with two, um, and they were kind of spread out pretty evenly. But he was so consistent in terms of yardage. I think he had at least 40 yards in every game that yep, he played. Over 1,100 yards for the season. Yeah, so... Um, and, uh, it was, and he had 14 uh, more receptions on just about the same amount of targets as uh, Brandon Cooks, if that means anything to you. Um, I'm going to have Michael Thomas definitely in my top 10 next year, uh, without a doubt. I don't... I mean, he, he's not a first-rounder, um, but... Uh, yeah, he's definitely in my top 10. PPR and standard. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, man. Stupid ads just started playing. That That's a that's a, just an every pod gripe. <laughs> that every time I'm trying to do any sort of like looking at games played, ads start playing on a particular website that I hate. <clears throat> NFL.com. Um, and so... I, I I heard the nothing of the last part that you said. Um, I didn't say anything. Okay, you're good. All right. So where are you drafting Michael Thomas next? Uh, oh, year? sorry. Uh, definitely a second rounder. He's top ten wide receiver for me. Uh, yep. Top. He's my number eight wide receiver right now. Okay. I know that sounds a little high. Eh, no, I, uh, I. I like him a lot too. I thought it was top 10. And he is my number 18 overall player. Okay. That's that's right around. I th- I think that's fair. Very fair. I think I'm just as high on him as you are. So that's good. We agree. I think you're high on pot news. So brought that back. Good one. All right. Well, I'm so glad we uh, we did bring that back. <laughs> that... Uh, that makes me happy. Also, when we start covering fantasy news, because it's totally irrelevant right now, as we start covering fantasy news, we will be bringing back uh, a very unpopular segment. The most popular, unpopular segment. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter or muy importante. Yes. That was great. We played it one time. We got so many complaints, and we lost yeah. confidence in it, but we're bringing it back. We're going to bring it back. We're going to bring it back. Okay. Who's number 10? All right. Number 10. Wide receiver for the 2016 fantasy season was a Mr. If my computer will switch tabs. A Mr. Doug Baldwin. All right. This is a guy who started off the season slowly as uh, he seems to do now every year. You know, two years in a row. Um, that was also very inconsistent. Um, and so what do you do with Doug Baldwin? Because this is a guy who, when you look at Brandon Cooks, Doug Baldwin was the same way, right? You're talking about a guy who start worthy in five, even one less game than Brandon Cooks, start worthy in five of his 16 games, but three amazing stud games as well. Um, where you're getting all this fantasy production. So not quite what you had last year. And the overall fantasy points look good, um, but not necessarily what you had hoped from Baldwin, even though you didn't have to you know, draft them necessarily that high, even after the monster touchdown numbers last year. Right. You know, I, I know we talked about this before, like, you know, just fantasy players that, catches, you know, that catch your eye. Uh, Doug Baldwin is not one of those guys for me. Um, I've never liked Doug Baldwin, even when he was doing well. Um, I just I don't know what it is. Uh, his inconsistency, I guess, is one of them. Um, but I've never liked him, and I never rank him high. I didn't like him this year, and uh, I'm not going. Definitely, he's not going to be back in my top. You know, he's not going to be in my top ten next year. Okay, uh, that's fair. I I don't think he will be in terms of overall wide receivers there for me either um right now he's in my um wide receiver twos uh right in the middle of that group right so we're talking in in the same mold of like michael crabtree 
type yeah. of thing. I mean, I wouldn't um, feel comfortable as my wide receiver too. Like if he was, if I was building my team today for next year, and I saw him as my second wide receiver, I wouldn't feel comfortable about my team. That would be a weak. I would, I would say that's uh, a weak point on on my fantasy team. Disagree. Yeah. I okay. disagree. Fair enough. You're telling me if you got uh, AJ Green and Doug Baldwin as your two wide receivers, you're not comfortable? Uh, yeah, okay, I'm uncomfortable because if AJ Green is so strong, but you know, if I'm looking at my team and saying, okay, I have two decent running backs, I have a no, okay. Let me give let me give you a wide receiver that's right in the middle of my first tier, not first tier, my first group of wide receivers. So uh, you got Jordy Nelson and Doug Baldwin. I'm not feeling comfortable. I'm not. Sorry. I think you're fine. If you got AJ Green and Doug Baldwin, Jordy Nelson and Doug Baldwin, Odell Beckham and jo- Doug Baldwin, I think you're doing very well. Doug Baldwin doesn't help. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I I think as a as a lower end wide receiver too, not even lower end, middle of the road, like wide receiver 18 around there, I think you're doing very fine with Doug Baldwin. I guess I can't argue with you at this point. So, I'll, I'll get some more data, and maybe it'll be an argument later on down the road. Here, let me give you an example. Let's say you're let – me, let me see where I have Baldwin here just to confirm. Yeah, so this is a, a, a scenario here where you're drafting at the end of the first round. You can take a wide receiver and a running back, right? So let's say you take Jordy Nelson okay. at the end of the first okay. round, and you pair him with a running back. Give me a running back you might like in that area. You want Freeman, McCoy, Murray. Yeah, let's say Murray. Let's Gordon. Say. Okay. So you start with Jordy Nelson, DeMarco okay. Murray. Right? In the back of the third round, you get another running back. Okay? okay. You can get... Uh, uh, let's say a guy like maybe Spencer Ware. Do you sure. like him? Yeah. If he's the only guy there. Um, Mark Ingram, guys yeah. like that in the back of the third sure. round. Um, and then you pair him off, start of the fourth round uh, with a guy like Doug Baldwin. No. Not loving it? Not loving it. Not loving it. I mean, okay. I, I guess you'll live with it. It's not bad, but not loving it. Who would you rather have there, Doug Baldwin or Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen. That's now. This is going to be a good conversation for later on. Who the hell is going to trust Keenan Allen next year? I'm not. Yeah, I just yeah. can't. I think can't a lot of people that. I think that thinking is going to give him so much value, uh, taking him late because he has such potential. That's the thing. That's the thing, though. In 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 early rankings, he's like. He's borderline a number one receiver already. Yeah, that's a little crazy. I'm not doing no. that, man. I'm not doing it. Like you'd rather I'm not I wouldn't rather have Keenan Allen over Doug Baldwin. No. I I agree with I that. Just I wouldn't. agree with that. But he You just yes. you, okay, you just said the opposite. This is why I hate you. You just said what? the opposite. You just said you would rather have Keenan Allen. Uh yeah, I did say it. And well, it's it's gonna be close. All right, it's just okay. it's gonna be close. I uh, look. I, I, right, guess, I guess. I guess. Look, look I guess... this is what I was trying to say. I couldn't fault you for taking Baldwin over Allen for sure. I I mean, because where who knows what Keenan Allen's gonna do if he's gonna stay upright. Um, but I think if I was in that situation, I'd I'd look at Keenan Allen. I I wouldn't fault you. All right, I'm gonna give you. I'm going to give you four wide receivers, okay? Tell me who you want next okay. season. Do you want Keenan Allen, Doug Baldwin, Demarius Thomas, or Allen Robinson? Hmm. You're trying to make me pick Baldwin, aren't you? Uh, I don't want Demarius Thomas. You take him right out of the hat. Um, who was the last one you said? Allen Robinson. Is it horrible to say Allen Robinson here? I don't know. I, uh, it's he was so god awful. But as I'm talking, as I'm talking, I'm moving Baldwin up my rankings. Yeah, yeah Bal- he has now moved ahead of yeah Bal- Baldwin. I guess I don't know, man. I don't know. This Keenan Allen debate is going to be interesting. Um, that's tough. I don't know. I guess if you had made me pick, 
I'll take I'll roll the dice in the fourth round, fourth or fifth round. I'm taking Keenan Allen, I guess, just because I'm a gambler. Okay. All right, fair enough. And that's our top five wide receivers. I feel like we need to do at least one or two more episodes on wide receivers just yeah. because there's so much to talk sure. about about these next group of guys. And we got to get into uh, Hopkins. Um, yeah. We got to get into Watkins. We got to get into Alan these Robinson. guys that busted yeah. and uh, and have potential next year, as well as the the next group of wide receivers. Um, before we wrap up the show, Dale, do we want to leave that new segment for the next episode? little no, tease. You can do it now if you want. All right. We're going to go ahead and introduce a new segment to the show. We don't necessarily have a name for it yet. Um, but if you, uh, if you're listening and you want to create a little audio for this as well, we we have too many. No, no, no. Forget that. No, no, no. Forget that. We don't need that. We want you to do your submission for show intro song. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Remember show yeah. intro song. We were we're taking submissions. Just, for just that. yeah. Just a um, uh, reminder if you want to go with something like just a small time show, something like that. That's good. No, Dale. No, let people be creative. I'm trying to give them just a little encouragement here. A little creative uh, juice flow. Do you know how many fucking journey parodies we're going to get now? (laughs) That's okay. We're not going to get any. Let's be honest. That's okay. I love journey. I love journey. (laughs) Anyways. uh, Uh, So this next next segment is brought to you by Lowe's. No, no, no. I got... It's brought to you by Lowe's? Lowe's Home Improvement. Probably can't say that. Cut that out. Anyways... (laughs) This next segment, we'd like to call... We don't have a name for it yet. Dale's Garden Time. Ooh, I like that. Uh, so this week's tip for garden time, folks. Uh, getting out of the winter season for a lot of us in the United States and heading into the spring. Uh, let's start looking into our old garden beds, cleaning them out, uh, making sure all those you know nasty weeds that may have popped up with the like a little bit of warm weather that we've been having here in the south. Uh, make sure you clean up your garden, uh, you know, rake it clean, uh, maybe, you know, um, try to uh, you know cultivate the ground a little bit, mix it up, uh, maybe add a little bit of compost to your garden. Now's the time to start cleaning it up, uh, getting ready for uh, all those fun vegetables you're going to be planting soon. Is that, Is that it? <laughs> I'm extremely disappointed. I really thought I was going to be better. I, go I expect detail. you to be much better prepared for next week's gardening tips. Okay. That was okay. a good tip. Not People kind of neglect their gardens, and you know, then they go buy tomatoes at Home Depot you know, the next day, and then they realize their garden's a mess. You know, get Next week, okay, here's, here's what's going to happen, okay? Because I feel like I've given you this power to have a segment, right? I don't know why I'm giving you this power. It's our <laughs> collective show. But I've taken hold of it, hostage. Um, we, all right. We've agreed that you could have this segment, and you come totally unprepared. <laughs> you give me that. So what what's going to happen for next week when we give you this segment, Dale? Is you need to tell me what it's going to be about ahead of time, <laughs> okay. okay? And I'm going to have questions. Oh, for that's you good. Okay. After Ooh, the fact. I like okay. That. Okay. So, well, do you have um, any questions about cleaning out your garden area? Um. Yeah, what do you do if you got like, uh, you know, weeds? You want to you want to just pull them, or you you're the guy that like throws some uh, some some uh, some sort of no. Uh, if it's if it's a vegetable garden, poison. No, if on it's it. a vegetable garden, try to stay away from the weed killers. You know, like Roundup and stuff. Uh, you know, pull it pull it by the roots. Make sure you get the roots out. Uh, don't be lazy and just pull off the top of the weeds. That doesn't do anything. Um, but now's your time to start, you know, doing all that stuff, cleaning up your garden, any kind of winter weeds that may may have popped up over the time. Get all that stuff out of your garden now. Keep, you know, it's you don't just I, garden I, in the spring or summer or fall. You garden now. That's you know, it's like basketball players. You know, they they just don't play in the season. You know, in the off season, they're training and they're working. You gotta do the same thing with your garden, folks. Wow, I am gonna cut that little <laughs> clip right there. And that's going to be the intro. <laughs> Gardening's a full, you know, year-round thing. That needs to be part of the intro to this segment. 
Okay. Holy crap. That no was, problem. No problem. All right. A strong finish there, all right, Neil. I folks, appreciate uh, it. I keep saying folks. I, I love the passion. Folks is uh, makes me question your today. sexuality, but uh, I love it. for Christian Brito, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk at you next time. Follow us on Twitter at EatSleepFF and uh, review us on iTunes. Thanks.